49ers with a big win over the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one, turning the page to week two. Brock Purdy is uh, is here to stay, guys. He is the guy for the 49ers, and the ones who know it most are the ones in the locker room. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you, as always, at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A very special Winky Wednesday episode here as we go from week one to week two of the NFL season. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case providing you with personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. As we do on Wednesdays, you might find it on Tuesday evening on your YouTube feed. We speak to the great Nicholas Winkler, my former radio colleague, a former TV anchor, he is a game show extraordinaire. He did a 49ers podcast with me before the days of Locked On 49ers. It's been a little bit of been a little while now since since the old gold faithful days. None other than Nicholas Winkler joining us today. Nick, how you doing, man? Feeling good after that week one win? Yeah, one and oh dominant win. And I don't want to you know sit here all day and toot my own horn, but I mean Brandon Ayuk, you know, coming out looking great. Drake Jackson looking great. Wishnowski, my three guys that I was like, these are the guys. They all showed up week one. So hopefully they show up again week two and continue to make me look like I know what I'm talking about, man. That was a, just a dominant win. It was really fun to see. It was everything, right? Did you come out of that game with any questions? Not really. I mean, yeah, right tackle. I mean, that's still a big question mark. But I think anybody might look bad going up against TJ Watt. I mean, you know, the guy's a stud, no doubt about it. But McKivitz just looked overmatched all day long. So that definitely worries me. But that worried me heading into the season, too. So that's really no new question. That's just kind of been lingering. And I, and it, it you know, it, it made me a little bit more concerned seeing how much he got just pushed around all day. Yeah. That, I see some people more concerned with Spencer Burford than McKivitz. I can see that too, right? I mean, that whole right side didn't look great in this football game. There's uh, there's potential to do something there. Uh, the 49ers did create some cap space. I want to get to that in a minute, but uh, I want to start with the quarterback, which is something that if there was any questions for folks out there, th- there shouldn't be. Like Brock Purdy is the dude. And even if you are not sure, or there's a 49ers fan out there that uh, they love Jimmy or man, they were so hyped and they got a number five Trey Lance Jersey. And they don't like how that whole thing went down. And they're, they're not sure about Brock Purdy. They, you know, it doesn't have a big arm and there's, there's questions there. The, the clearest signal of all guys is coming from the 49ers and it's Brock Purdy's teammates. And we heard it last. Uh, we, we've, we've heard it basically said, wasn't, wasn't Nick Bosa, right? Like whatever it was week 12 last year, week 13. I think we found our quarterback, right? <laughs> they kind of known everybody in the locker room. And then after week one, dudes on Instagram, Brandon IU, uh, there was like half a dozen 49ers teammates that had pictures of Brock Purdy on their Instagrams, right? And it's the, it, there's this one picture of Purdy. It's from behind. He's got his finger up and it has number 13. And instead of Purdy, it just says him. 
And a bunch of dudes reposted this on their uh, on their Instagram feeds. And look, Instagram's a very selfish thing. Like it's pictures of you. You know, it's like, hey, me, 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 check it out. Here's me working out. Here's me doing this. Here's highlights of me. And these dudes are putting other dudes on their Instagram. And the other dude is Brock Purdy. Like the 49ers in-house absolutely love their guy, Brock Purdy. And he is their franchise quarterback. I think he has like this moxie about him that everybody kind of gravitates to. And it's probably the opposite of Jimmy Garoppolo, which he did some great things and people were behind him as a leader. But, you know, you hear about not responding to text messages and and all those things where Brock feels like he's kind of just one of them. And you see just this fire that he plays with and, you know, getting the first down, him getting up, him, you know, pointing first down. And I think he can get a little chippy. We saw last year, I want to say when he first got in the game and he throws a touchdown and then he's pounding on his chest and True Williams looks and sees it. And you could see kind of the shock. Like yeah. you could see Trent Williams processing what he's seeing and then being like, let's go, little guy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> let's go. And, and I think from there, there's just something about him, uh, a certain level of charisma that he has that all of his players have really bought into. And, and maybe it comes from confidence. And he has come off as someone that's very confident in who he is, what he is, and what his ability is. And, and I think uh, one thing that speaks volumes to that is when they asked him about, you know, playing the quarterback position. And he's like, you know, yeah, I'm not 6'6 with this big rocket arm, but I'm a winner. I think that's what his players, his teammates love about I think you nailed it. It's the confidence, right? It's knowing what he's doing, what his guys are doing, where they're going to be. When you know what's going to happen in front of you and you know all your checkdowns on every single play and you're that confident and you can deliver on it, of course you're going to have that moxie. And of course guys are going to rally around you because as quarterback, you're leader, right? You're, you're, you're the one calling every shot, you know, in the, in the huddle, you're the one out there making the plays, doing the checkdowns, calling the audibles. You're, you're the man. And when you show up and you win football games and you're telling veterans what to do and telling them to shut up in the huddle and, and you're pounding your chest. And I mean, it just, it looks good. It's easy to follow. And when you win football games, the fans, should be behind you. Like, I don't understand if anybody out there right now is like, oh, Brock Purdy might not be the guy. What football games have you watched? Are you not watching Brock Purdy play football? Because this guy gets it done week in and week out. I know one thing that I had a question about, Ryan, we talked about, you know, arm strength. Would he have to make some special throws when it happens? Can he do it? And clearly so far it seemed like he hasn't had to. But one thing, when you start to hear guys being compared to guys like Drew Brees or guys like uh, Tom Brady, things that stand out the most, about those guys is they're winning pre-snap, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they kind of have the answers. Uh, Peyton Manning, same thing in, in that same ballpark, right? Like where they're winning so consistently pre-snap and then post-snap, being able to process fast. And there's only a select few that are able to do it on an extremely consistent basis like that. And the ones that do, they end up being those guys that are, you know, elite quarterbacks, but not because of any physical traits that they have. Well, Brock Purdy, it's hard to know if that's going to be something that he can continue to do. But then this year, I think he clearly answered that question. And Peacock was talking about answering questions. Uh, When you watch him against the Steelers, and especially with me this morning, I was watching the All-22, and I'm not this – offensive schematic guru or anything like that. But I, I can understand a little bit of what I'm seeing and just watching how quickly he gets the answers, how quickly he gets to the answers of the offense. I think that is special. And again, I don't want to say he's going to be Tom Brady or anything like that. That might be a week one overreaction. But if you were to tell me, we were talking about me, right? Like 
uh, before we got on here, like, hey, if you would have told me at 20 years old that you'd be doing these things at, you know, in your mid-30s and talking into your watch and things like that, like, you know, it's like, no, I wouldn't have believed you. If you tell me 10 years from now that Brock Purdy is like this elite, you know, multi, you know, winning Super Bowl quarterback, I would believe it based off of what we've seen so far. Yeah, I think you nailed it when you're talking about that pregame thing, right? Peyton Manning went to Denver. He won a Super Bowl with throwing like 40-mile-an-hour fastballs with his arm, right? It's not about arm strength if you know where somebody's going to be and you can get it there before the defender gets there. And Brock seems to be pretty good at that. Most quarterbacks aren't. Like I was just watching, uh, it was the quarterback from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter. And I said, the quarterback, uh, the, the running back kind of get out the backfield and he's looking right and he just never gets back to where the answer is. And that's most people. And that's why sometimes you need more like special traits, characteristics. And and that's why you see a lot of the NFL going towards that, because most quarterbacks, they just don't get to the answers that consistently that fast. Like that's it's normal not to It's abnormal to see someone consistently get to the answers. And then make a little bit of uh, make a little bit of plays on top of that with his legs, mm-hmm. just that little bit extra that he has. And then he gets the ball out in timing. When he sees it, he releases it quickly, accurately. It's like, and I think the biggest thing for me coming into this season was, okay, we saw it last year. It was like, what are we, are we really seeing this? What's going on when he came into like that, that Tampa Bay game? Like, I'll never forget that with Tom Brady on the other side and the, the stadium's chanting his name. It was like, what is going on? Is this really happening? It's like, okay, hold on. Dad's that crying. Was, yeah, okay. That was the, spe- <laughs> the Niners were red hot, uh, small sample of games there. Uh, he had arm surgery in the offseason. Okay, let's see it again. It's like, I'll be damned. It's, he's still doing it. This, this <laughs> who he is, Brock Purdy. Um, next, Croc, I wanna, you have a list of, of names. Like, where? how good is Brock Purdy? Is he a top mm. 15? As Micah Parsons said, is he a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Who, where, where does, we have to start talking seriously about where Brock Purdy ranks amongst NFL quarterbacks because – as uh, some 49ers teammates have said, he is him. Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for your daily fantasy draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So let's see who he has picked out with eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And how about Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson? He had a tough time running in week one against the Eagles, but saved his fantasy value with his ability to catch the ball. Six catches for 64 yards, but expect him to get it going on the ground a little bit more in week two. Um, going against the Miami Dolphins, they got gashed for 208 yards and two touchdowns by the Chargers. Stevenson's burst and quickness make it even more of a favorable matchup against Miami's pass rush-oriented Front Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And it is the same with your vehicle. Over 20, over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can uh, make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash 
Motors, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. How good is Brock Purdy? Even guys on other teams are starting to recognize that Purdy is the real deal, as Kyle Shanahan puts it. I mean, that it's still crazy that Kyle Shanahan's like, oh, dude, we drafted this guy number one. Nope, later we found our dude. You know, that's how, like, the 49ers believe everyone else is coming around. My guy, Matt Williamson, the host of Peacock, co-host of Peacock and Williamson, he's like, I don't know, Brock Purdy, can he pick it? They're, they're probably the same guy, at least. I might take pick it over Purdy. And then he's like, oh, okay, that, that, they looked a lot different on Sunday. They might, they might not be, they might be built different, as they say. Um, and Micah Parsons was asked about Brock Purdy, and he said that, uh, he said, he, he's like, man, that, he's a good player. He's probably a top 15 quarterback in the league. Top 15, that sounds nice coming from an opponent, right, guys? But that's a middle-of-the-road starting quarterback. Where is Brock Purdy? Where does Brock Purdy rank? Is there, is there 14 better quarterbacks right now in the NFL than Brock Purdy? The stats say that Brock Purdy's better than top 15 even. I think when you look into the quarterbacks, and anybody could say, you know, oh, this guy's top 10 or this guy's top 15, but then you actually have to put the names to paper and say, okay, like, who is he better than? even if you feel like he is kind of this potential top 15. So I actually wrote names down and in really kind of no particular order, just kind of the first names of quarterbacks that come to my mind. And you think of the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Do we have to put an asterisk next to Josh Allen? Because I don't know what the hell is going on. With him <laughs> and after Joe Burrow, playoffs. right? Oh, and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow right. was the worst quarterback, even worse than Kenny Pickett in, in week one in the NFL. And uh, Josh Allen's throwing picks like Brock Purdy in training camp practice. We don't see we don't see Brock have, or at least we haven't so far. Again, we could say small sample size because we've seen uh, these guys have special years, and we definitely mm-hmm. see what Brock is doing right now. But we haven't seen like ugly Brock. Like last night was ugly Josh Allen. Like that was ugly. does it exist? We don't know. <laughs> he matched he matched Purdy's career interception total in one game. <laughs> in one game to one guy. And he looked flustered all night. And, and that's the he thing did. sometimes, too. And look, we all want those guys that got these crazy physical attributes. But sometimes I think in the back of their head where Brock, he's playing with timing and rhythm because maybe he feels like that's more of what I have to do, even though he can make a play off script. But he can't, he's not going to run for 800 yards in a season like Josh Allen will, right? right? But is it this thing that kind of is like a block in the back of their head? Uh, that stops them from getting to quick decisions because they know ultimately I could use my athleticism to take off. And if that's the case, I mean, that could speak as to why you see such inconsistency with the play of, of Josh Allen. And we could see him make some really good throws and, and, and have some good games. But then like yesterday, I mean, it was just, that was some of the worst quarterbacking we'll see all year from Josh Allen. Like that, that wasn't great. Even J- Greg Pinelli was like, man, he stinks. Call him lazy and double of- coverage. He's throwing behind his receivers. He's not protecting yeah. the ball. It, it looked that was bad. like the the Farvian bad Farv just chucking it yolo. Chuck like it what, what are you yeah. doing, man? Yeah. Like you but said, as far as the names, confident. you know, you could kind of go through a list of guys, and then you start to think of who who would I have Brock over? All right, so uh, if, and not only want to say for the 49ers, I would say if you're building a team, I think that's the better way to do it. Because the 49ers, it's a very unique situation with just how many weapons and having Kyle Shanahan. But if yeah. you were – Any scheme, any any roster. Right. Yeah. If you're building a team today, would you have Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy? Probably. Yeah. All right. Would you take 
would you take Brock over Jalen Hurts? Hurts. Uh, would you take Brock over Kirk Cousins? No. I'm not doing that. That's a close one because I think that that's, that's where Brock is. I think that, that's, yeah. the, that's the tier Brock belongs in right now, but there's a better chance that he is in another tier above Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is going to be miraculously better than – because Kirk Cousins is kind of like the, the Mendoza line of good starting quarterback play in the NFL, right? So uh, I, I take Brock Purdy knowing that he could be more because I know exactly what Kirk Cousins is, and it doesn't wow me. Yeah, Purdy's Would young you... and on the rise, right? Right, yeah. Youth on the side. Would you take Brock Purdy or Trevor Lawrence? Lawrence. I'd take Lawrence. Now, here we go. He, this is this is kind of a little bit more of his range. Would you take Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy? Purdy. But I'm a Niner fan. I hate the Cowboys, so that's, that was an easy one. So, so fandom comes into play. Like, There's going to be people listening to this podcast. They're going to be like, okay, maybe Mahomes. And that bit, you know, like just that are, are fans, and then there's gonna be probably guys that people that hate Brock Purdy and don't, don't want to see him succeed and be like, Oh my god, I'll take all these guys. He's because Purdy has a weaker arm than everyone we've talked about so far. But again, we just talked about the reasons why the arm is not what matters for Brock. Jack Purdy. throws a lot of picks, I'm not into it. Uh, yeah, I'll name four more guys, okay? All right, Brock Purdy or Tua Purdy, oh, man, Tua, Tua's head scares me. I don't like the concussions, but man, you see yeah. Tua in similar offense. Yeah. Um, that, that looked good. That was the best I've seen Tua. He made some mistakes too, but he made some throws, stepping up big time throws. It, it would be fun to see what Tua looked like with Shanahan because we see what it looks like in, in Mike McDaniel's offense. So right now, I think you got to say Tua. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit more room for error because he's throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill that's just outrunning everybody. Yeah. So, that looks, so there's a little bit more room for error with that. Uh, yeah. Brock or Deshaun Watson? Brock. 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 Uh, Jimmy G or Brock Purdy? You got to go Brock. Brock Purdy. Yeah, he's the leader and, we need. He's like then, more aggressive, more athletic Jimmy G. And then last one, Matthew Stafford or Brock Purdy? I mean, long term, I'll take still. Brock, but for, for, yeah. for right now, it's Stafford still. I mean, Stafford was really good. So so you guys really kind of just based off of that, you, you really have him – around 11 or 12. So yeah. that, I like that exercise more right. than just, going, well, he's he's a top 15 quarterback. It's like, well, okay, look, let's list off some of these other guys and then try to figure out where he would be. And based off of your answers, y'all would have him right there around 11 or 12. Yeah, I would take him over Derek Carr, who's mm -hmm. in that, I think, Cousins, Jimmy G tier. I think Cousins is kind of the top of that tier. I think Brock's right there. Yeah, That's 11 great. or 12, that, that, that sounds perfect. And look, he's played whatever nine games in the NFL. Let, let's see where it goes. Maybe, maybe it's higher. Maybe he's a single-digit guy. Keeps playing like this. He's definitely going to be a single-digit guy. He's him. And, and that's Kirk Cousins. You, you talked about him being Josh Allen a, a pass for Week One, I think. Right. So you <laughs> talked about him being in that tier of Cousins, and Cousins is kind of right around eight or nine. And okay. it feels like he can't. Like it's that's where it stops. Like you can't move up anymore. Yeah, and when yeah. we start talking about the uh, more like elite talented guys, typically like some there's something that just props them up just higher 
like then will ever view Kirk Cousins for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, what, what is it? Why is it that Kirk Cousins is there? Well, it feels like he hasn't really like won the big games, right? So he's kind of stuck in in that tier. Why can't he win the big games? Because in the playoffs, when it gets tight, tight, and now you have to have something that takes your team over the top. I think Cousins is kind of like he's missing that. Mm-hmm. So it's clear, like, well, if you just for a game, it's like, do I want Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins? You might say Kirk Cousins because it's just like you just see him be more consistent with certain things. But when mm-hmm. he starts to get real and it starts to get tight and you got to play playoff football, and that's where, you know, we've kind of seen Brock, but not really. It's like, the, you know, the, the Seahawks game, it was like, okay. And then the Cowboy game, the defense was outstanding. They held a, a super Cowboy team to 12 points. But when it starts to get real, you got to go toe-to-toe with somebody. That's what's going to really – determine where we see Brock like when it's like okay Brock it is on you it's not on you know uh, that playoff game against the Lions a couple or excuse me the Rams a couple years ago when the 49ers really struggled to run the ball right Jimmy Garoppolo was that quarterback they struggled in that championship game to run the ball I think they averaged like two yards a carry three yards a carry something ridiculous like that Um, you know your defense maybe isn't getting all the stops especially late they held on as long as they could but late now it's like, well, you have to be the guy. We we need you to make some throws. That happened in the yeah. Super Bowl too. And it's mm-hmm. like Jimmy G was just like, I can't. That's not really me, right? And that's where Brock can really say, no, I'm better than these guys because in that moment, like I rise to the occasion. And it feels like his teammates believe he can, but he's gonna yeah. have to prove it, and he's not gonna be able to prove it in, unless you're kind of in those moments. Next, guys, um, why did the 49ers? create a whole bunch of cap space this year are they planning something between now and the trade deadline or is this about 2024 and beyond fitting nick bosa's new contract and many others under the salary cap next today's episode of locked on 49ers is brought to you by jace medical everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected that's why jace medical offers the jace case the jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency situation for example maybe you're up you're camping you're somewhere with your family where there's no cell reception and now you have this emergency medical case so you can take care of what you need to take care of in any emergency situation jace medical makes sure you have the medication in hand and jace medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Get yourself a Jace case. Jacemedical.com, promo code Locked on. What about Aaron Rodgers? Before the before the Achilles injury, I take Rodgers over over Purdy. Post Achilles, <laughs> yeah. forty years old now. Man, I don't know. I, I might be on the. Whole, what, what do you think? What about trading Sam Darnold back to the Jets? Better get something good for it. Yeah. Right. I mean, with, with backup. Yeah, yeah. Well, they brought someone in today, right? It, it, it was rough watching. Uh, it was rough watching Zach Wilson. Like I didn't. Yeah. I, he doesn't look like yeah. it. He doesn't look like him. I am a football fan. 
I'm a football fan before anything. I always say that. Like, I'm a football fan before anything. I love watching football. I got in trouble in the comments on here. Everybody's like, Croc, pay attention. And it was like, I'm trying to, but I'm watching Jimmy Garoppolo on this TV. Like, I just love, they're like, you're, you're distracted. You're distracted. Focus. All right. So I'm, I'm focused. But I love watching football and I love watching good football. I didn't even enjoy the 49ers Steelers game because it's just like, this isn't good. I mean, it's, like, 49ers are playing great. That's awesome. But this is boring to watch. I love watching good football. We will be very bored watching a lot of Jets games who are going to be on primetime for the rest of the year because there's no Aaron Rodgers. And that sucks for the NFL. It sucks for me as someone who just loves watching good football. And, yeah, hopefully if they come and, hey, can we get Sam Donald for a second or something like that? I, I would actually say no. Uh, you know, I don't we'll want the next yes. quarterback up to be burning out. Like, there's The only way that I would say yes to that is if you were to give me a first-round pick. Like, I don't care how you feel about Sam Darnold. Like, the 49ers, clearly, we just saw what situation the Jets are in, right? I mean, you're a play, yeah. a weird play away from having to go to a Zach Wilson, who clearly, like, they don't trust at all, right? So they had an opportunity to, like, score a touchdown, and they're like, no, we're just going to run the ball three straight times and kick a field goal, and hopefully we just stop Buffalo. And Buffalo drove down, kicked the field goal, and had to go into overtime, right? But that's how little trust they have in Zach. If – Brock goes down, knock on wood. If if Brock goes down, I don't I don't want to have to go to Brandon Allen. Like even I know most people are like, well, I don't want to have to go to Sam, but I prefer to go to Sam over Brandon Allen. Okay. So if you really want Sam, you have to give me a first round pick. I'm not taking anything less than that, risking putting my team in a really bad situation or in the same situation the Jets are in. But you might be able to you can buy me for it first. But that's it. Not, nothing less than that. Do you think Andrew, they try to lure Brady out of retirement? Yeah, I mean that's the the fun storyline. It's I mean there's literally commercials making fun of that idea during yeah. the NFL games right now. Right, <laughs> and then it could actually happen already. I mean four snaps in. That's a bummer. I wanted to see what it looked like. I thought I Me thought too. the Jets were going to be good. I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to go off in that offense. Well, that defense Dude, is solid. Brees Hall is electric too. That guy chews up yeah. so much ground with every step. No, they, he's still not have, back up to full speed, right? I mean, it takes a little while to get back up after an injury like that. Yeah, they felt the like they have the they felt like they had the best back back uh, you know running back room in the mm -hmm. league. And before you could say, I mean, like you look at the 49ers, what they have with you know McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, and then you watch Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, and it's like, man, maybe they might be onto something because those guys are sweet catching the ball, running the ball. I feel like they were. That you didn't lose anything when either one was on the field, and they were both no. good. They were both good catching the ball, running the ball. They ran with power. We saw Brees Hall break off a long one. We saw uh, Wilson, the receiver, celebrate too soon. Clearly, he hasn't watched enough Ayuk and Ray Ray McLeod to see how right. they just go and block down the field, yeah. finish the block. All right, but those running that running back room is something when you do have a quarterback like Zach Wilson, and we'll see how he ends up playing if he's learned anything, but. Uh, that's what's going to help them because those are two tremendous running backs. You know, we're talking about the running back room real quick. Let me get a little wink in the stink here real quick because I know you guys probably talked about it. I'm sure everybody out there watching the 49er game on Sunday was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Give somebody else the ball when you got a 20 nothing lead. Like, get Elijah Mitchell in there. Get Mason some carries. Like, let's go. Stop running McCaffrey, like, off guard. What are you doing, man? Come on. And if you're if you're so bad with McCaffrey out of the game and those guys in the game that you can't hold on to a, a 20 point lead, like then why are those guys on your roster? If that if, exactly. you, if you if you believe that little in your backup, like use the players on your roster and, and make sure yeah. like 
Christian McCaffrey is not going to be healthy for you to make that Super Bowl run in January and February if he touches the ball 25 times a game for 17 weeks. Can't do it. That's when you're up, like I get it if you're trying to come back and you're trying to get it back in the game and you need some points. He's your guy, right? But when you have a 20-point lead, come on, lean on somebody else. Yeah. We need the closer, Mason. We need Jordan Mason. That's why you got him on the yeah. team, man. The closer last year, Elijah Mitchell. These guys are good running backs, man. Um, no, that's a good wink in the stink. That's that's one of the few takeaways from that game. Where you're like, okay, come on, let's 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 get him out of the game. Bosa, he's he's getting uh, he's getting pancaked by tight ends. He's 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 like got a a, hand, a knee on the ground. He's he's huffing and puffing. He's like, okay, he's not in full game shape yet. Let's get him not off the late. Um, but, yeah, no, everyone came through unscathed. That right tackle spot, though, it's interesting. So the 49ers restructured Eric Armstead, by the way, which kind of locks these guys. The, the players they're restructuring, that guarantees money into the future. So Eric Armstead's not going to be that guy who's going to get cut for salary cap reasons because now he's got that money guaranteed into the future because he restructured. Trent Williams, George Kittle, uh, a lot of big-time contracts restructured by the 49ers to create a lot of cap space now. Do you guys think this is about rolling over as much cap space as possible to fit all the contracts for their star players in, including doing a new one with Ayuk next offseason? Or do you think they're maybe planning something? Maybe maybe keeping an eye on that offensive line situation. Maybe maybe creating some space to make a deal midseason for, say, a right tackle or another spot. This may be one of those situations where you want to push it to next season, right? Like, that's why you're doing this. But you're also like, okay, if we need to fill something, we've got this kind of safety net here to catch us. We don't want to use it. It's our savings. But if we have to, like, yeah, let's let's go make a move. Like, if they're close and a key person goes down somewhere and they have to go out and get somebody, they've definitely got the space to do it. I think I think that's the perfect way to put it. Like, they have options if they need to pull that lever this year they would rather not do that and i think the right. the main purpose of this and i know people are talking about like brian burns and like big name guy like that's not what amazing this was like we'll see what happens uh, you know week eight what's going on the 49ers might have to make a deal something happens unforeseen whatever uh and they're they're trying to make this super bowl push maybe they they see the right deal and the right player and they've got space to make that deal if they want to. But I think this is all about future cap space, rolling over as much as they can into next year. That's what I think. And they, they have more levers to pull next offseason when it comes to uh, those restructures as well. And this is that's, you know, we've seen it with the Saints. Uh, we've seen it with the, the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers have a lot of expensive players. And that's sort of the, uh, you know, the other side of having stars and having a good roster is you got to pay a lot of guys. So, the, the two-year window, if Brock Purdy is him, he's going to get a him-sized contract for quarterbacks, which is absolutely huge if we thought the Bosa contract was big. That's 2025, right? So this two-year window, 2023, 2024, that is the big cheap quarterback window for the 49ers to go win. So they're giving themselves options in that window to do what they need to do to go get that title. So I think that's what the cap space is all about. The By the way, switch the watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't, I, I, here. Yeah, I can't get out of here without mentioning Wisnowski. I mean, he, you know, during the preseason, there was a lot of like, what's he doing out there? He, he was working on stuff, guys. We, we mentioned that. And he proved it because not only were all three of his punts inside the 20-yard line, they're inside the five-yard line. One went to the five, two went to the four, and one got brought back to the six. Like, this is a guy who just gets it done week in and week out. Wisnowski, the man yet again, showing it to everybody on Sunday. Hopefully, we don't see him again all year. Hopefully that was it. Hopefully there's no more punts. <laughs> and do a good job for Young Money Moody. 
who was uh, and he ran he, it too he, on that little botch like on the, the offsides he was ready to lower his shoulder and go get that first down he was looking good you're like oh yeah that's right that rugby background he was not afraid holding to carry your breath that, though right walk a little bit <laughs> i want to just keep cut it back either. inside and just keep going <laughs> by the way the new york jets come calling sam darnold Croc says it's a first-round pick. The Jets now will have their first-round pick next year because it was conditional second or first-round pick, depending on Aaron Rodgers playing whatever percentage of the snaps, which he's obviously not going to play now for the Jets. So <laughs> second-rounder that goes to Green Bay, and the Packers do have that tasty first-round pick. You know what I think is more likely, though, is a couple of other NFC West quarterbacks, maybe Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray being midseason mm-hmm. trades to New York. Something to think about. Something to think about. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be some trade deadline moves this year. Maybe the 49ers are one of them. They do have that cap space. Uh, Wink, thanks, as always, for joining us on this Winky Wednesday episode. My pleasure, guys. Bring on the Lambs. Let's go. Let's go. Rams in week two. Of course, we're going to have that all broken down for you here on Locked On 49ers as we do every day. Shout out to the everydayers. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Croc and I back tomorrow. Locked On 49ers. See you.